so today we're in Luke 15, and I'll keep this pretty short. And um, we're looking at the parable of the lost son, which some of us will be really, really familiar with. So it's uh, Luke 15, verse 11 down to 32. And it says this, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the youngest son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself to out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill the stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. And when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, What's going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became very angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is a, a really familiar passage to probably most of us in this, in this Zoom. But kind of as I was preparing, and I'm going away off piece just for, for time, but, but I was sort of beginning to be overwhelmed by God saying to us, I want you to be a church that's a celebration church. And I kind of said, well, God, what do you mean? And just a sense of God saying, I want you to be a church that has a party every time someone comes to know me. Don't worry about what the other churches are doing going on. Kill the fattened calf. Have a party. Let there be singing and dancing. Because the people of Telford 
are like that lost son who's gone off to a distant country, who squandered the wealth, who has lived wildly, but they're coming back. And it's time to get the boogie on. It's time to have a party because people are starting to hear God saying, come back, come back to me. I'd love us to be a church that when some of you know our children come back to faith, we are gonna have a party. When the people of Telford come to faith, we are gonna have a party. But we've got a choice, don't we? We can either be like the servants who kind of bring the robe, bring the ring, bring the sandals and put them on the kid that's gone off running, or we can be like the older brother. If we're the older brother, we're going to be asking the questions of, oh, well, what, how come that happens for them? Or how come that happens for them? You know, yes, God, we've served you for our whole lives. You've not wandered off into our own ways. But God, how come they get a party and we didn't? Now, that's a temptation for all of us who are followers of Jesus to kind of say, oh, but, you know, we're really pious. Oh, look, we, you know, we do things all the right way. Look at us. You know, we, we look churchy. God, we've always looked churchy. But you won't let us party. Come on. And God's saying it's time to party. It's time to crack out the champagne. It's time to put the bunting up. We might even have to get the marquees up in the gardens because we're going to be partying. The time is coming to party. You know, God is running after people. This, this parable comes to a, in a place where, where Jesus is speaking to the tax collectors and the sinners. He's speaking to the people who are kind of the furthest from him. It's not to the church. It's not to the, the individual. It's to the people who need him the most. And Jesus kind of puts this as the sort of um, climax to these set of three parables. One of the, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and now the lost son. The lost sheep where Jesus says, come on, don't worry about the 99. I'm going after the one. And in Telford, Jesus is almost saying to us, the church, guys, it's time to get ready for the party because the one's coming back. He says, he tells the story of the lost coin where there are 10 coins and one goes missing. And the lady who the coins belong to cleans the house, searches for it, turns the lights on so that she can find the lost coin. And when she's found it, she invites everyone to a party. When God is going out in Telford, he's reminding people that, guess what? It wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad going to that thing that was called church. It's time to party again. It's time to come back to the party. Let's kill the fattened calf. Let's put the robe on. Let's put the ring on the finger. Let's put the sandals on their feet. Because the, the, the ring, the, the signet ring that's put on the finger of the lost son is about their identity. And the people in Telford all around us, wherever we live, their identity is lost. Their identity is, is kind of mixed up with the culture around us. Their identity is mixed up in a, a mental health pandemic, let alone a COVID pandemic. 
it's wrapped up in a pandemic of what our bodies look like. People's identity is, is wrapped up in the, what people say about us on social media. But here God is putting a ring on the finger of the lost children, the sons and daughters of the people in Telford and saying, this is my identity that I'm putting on you. And it's an identity of love, not fear or not of uncertainty, but of love and power and of a sound mind. Not wearing a robe in that time would have been a sign of poverty. And the people around us are in a, in a time of spiritual poverty. And it's now time to put the robe on them and say, you are loved. You have everything you need. He's putting on sandals on the feet, the, the feet that are, are raw and are hurting from a long distant journey from another country to the place of salvation. He's saying, here are the sandals. Feet fitted with the gospel of peace. You're at peace when you come to Christ. You are at peace when you come to the Father. That's all we have to proclaim to the people of Telford. And then there's a feast waiting for us. There's a feast that we are going to be putting on as Telford Minster for those who don't yet know him who come. And so, guys, I don't know about you, but I want us to be a party church. It's time to not be miserable. It's time to party. And guess what? We are going to have the older brothers amongst us. We're going to have the, the churches in Telford all around us are saying, oh, you're doing it the wrong way. Oh, but why can't I have that? We're going to have people kind of going, well, that's not church. What are you doing? And we're saying we're welcoming them home. So are you up for a party? I know I am. We've got thumbs up going all over the place. But we can't be miserable anymore. I don't know about you, but I look around at the churches around us and I think, wow, no wonder people don't want to come. We're miserable. I don't want to go to that church where we stand up, sit down, and when we're worshipping the God who created the universe, we sound like we're at a funeral. It's time to party. It's time to say, come to the party, you're invited. But we've got to check ourselves, don't we? We've got to go, okay, God, what are you saying to us? And maybe right at this moment, you might be feeling, well, I'm a miserable person. <laughs> maybe within you, you're like, oh, really? I just don't have the capacity to party right now. There's so much going on. I'm just knackered. There's no time to party. Well, guess what? We're going to pray for you. Maybe you're feeling like the older brother. That's okay. Because here the father says to the older brother, you've got everything I have. You are always with me. God is with us even now. God is even with the miserable people in other churches too. So we're going to pray for them. But most importantly, we're going to pray for the lost kids to come home. I remember the first person I introduced to Jesus. And this guy was uh, an incredible guy. He was the, the kind of the story that you don't want your kids to, to be playing with that guy. This guy was seven foot. I remember him at a party once. Someone picked on him and we're on the first floor. And uh, this guy grabbed the guy by the chest and held him over a railing. 
uh, on the first floor and said, stop it, and then kind of put him back. This guy was hanging out with all the wrong people. And sort of during sixth form, I committed myself to pray for him. And uh, a year later, had the absolute pleasure of leading him to Jesus. He was like the lost kid who came home. But people who were already the Christians were saying, well, what's he doing here? We can't have him join our church. He's the wrong guy. He's the guy that, that no one wants to be around. He's the guy that has kind of gone around beating people up and hanging them over balconies and all sorts of things. But God has said, come home. God is saying to the people that we know in and around Telford, maybe even our kids, some of us, it's time to come home. You're accepted. You are welcomed. It's time to come home. Shall we pray? Why don't we just put our hands out like we're receiving a gift? I'm going to pray for the Spirit to come, and then we'll see what happens. Holy Spirit, would you, would you fall on us? Father, we want to be a party people. We want to be a people that when the lost children come home, we put a ring on their finger and say, you are loved, you are accepted, you are God's child. We want to put a robe on them and say, you've got everything you need. We want to give them the things that no one else has given them. Say, be at peace. And so, Father, for every single one of us on this call and those who haven't joined us this afternoon, Lord, would we be looking out for the lost people, the lost children of Telford? Lord, would we be giving the invitation to the feast? Would we be giving them the invitation to the party, the invitation to come home? So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Spirit, would you search our hearts? Would you search our minds? Would you, would you search our actions? And Lord, where we've been miserable gifts, would you just wake us up? Would you show us what we have, that you've always been with us, that we've got everything that is yours? Lord, would you open our eyes to see the things that you've given us? Lord, you call us friend and you call us your children. Father, would you bring your joy? Lord, would you release joy in us? Even when we don't feel like having a party. Lord, would you stir in us the joy that can only come from you? Like that bit in Isaiah 61, would you give us an oil of joy instead of the spirit of despair? And Lord, sometimes your church is marked by a spirit of despair rather than the joy of the Lord. So Lord, would you just begin to pour that oil over us? So Father, would you, would you begin to pour that oil of gladness, the oil of joy over us? And in Psalm 24, there's that prayer. Lift up your head, O you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. It's almost like a prayer and a song for us, the church. Be lifted up you gates be lifted up you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in lord would your glory come and fill your church even now 
even around this city. Lord, fill us up. Fill us up. Rise up, people of God. Rise up. Rise up. Wake up. It's the dawn of a new day. It's party time. <laughs>